when everyone else refrained, you listened to Lonely Town, a killer's podcast with Derek and Jimmy. Today, we are going to talk about the rest of the songs, the mis- a few miscellaneous things from a few of the other songs that don't have their own episode from Sam's Town. And we're going to start with Uncle Johnny. I'll start by sharing what Brandon said about it to segue into our discussion about it. Because uh, it's not necessarily about Nephi, but it is about a misfit of the family. So that's why I wanted to bring it up. So Brandon said, Uncle Johnny is my mother's brother. He's the black sheep of the family. Every couple of years, something would happen. He's done everything from shoot himself to drug addictions, yet somehow he's ended up all right. He's really a nice guy. He's heard the song and he's happy to be immortalized because he's a rocker. He's always got a Zeppelin shirt on. Johnny deserves the song's riff. You don't usually use the word riff with us, but this is one of the greatest riffs of all time. I guess it's a little <laughs> bit inspired by being on the road with you two. We learned a lot from watching them. So I think it's just interesting to know the background of the song because it's kind of a misfit of a song to me because <laughs> he's talking about, well, it's it dives into drug use, which is a theme of Pressure Machine. <laughs> and yeah, to me, this song was always kind of a weird one. What's he talking about? What is he talking about? Cocaine. <laughs> and, yeah, it kind of comes out of nowhere. It's not yeah. like they're, uh, like you're saying, the riff, the the sound and stuff's not typical with, with Killers, even those early albums. And then, yeah, the, the first couple albums until, well, I mean, this is part of Sam's Town, but I think this is our first mention of any any drug in a Killer song. Uh, so it's, it's kind of out left field. Um, one of the things that comes to my mind is uh, Matt Pinfield interviewed uh, the Killers when this came out uh, for a radio special, and maybe someday we'll get him back on to talk about it. Who knows? But uh, we didn't have enough time when we talked with him last time to get into Sam's Town. We were just talking about Hot Fuss. Uh, but they played certain songs off of the album, kind of like a release, and this was one of the songs they played. They didn't just play what would come on to be the singles, and I think they talked about it just a little bit and kind of mentioned basically what, what Brands mentioned here. I don't know if I remember this correctly or if I read it somewhere, um, but from what I gathered is this is what Matt Pinfield, when he wanted to sign the Killers, this is more of the sound that he wanted from the Killers. And I think if they stayed and got signed in America versus going over to England, this was more the style that... Uh, the record companies kind of liked at the time and wanted them to go down more of this rock uh, with the guitars and stuff uh, sound than what happened when they went over to England and, and did Hot Fuss, which, again, just shows they made all the right decisions and moves, which I've talked about at nauseum at this point. But uh, that's kind of the thing that popped in my mind is just that Matt Penfield interview. Maybe we can link to it. But that was one of the things of one of the songs they highlighted was uh, Uncle Johnny versus, you know, all the all the hits that were on this album. So. Yeah, so I, I mainly wanted to point out the the comparison between the cocaine use and the hillbilly heroin, the misfit of the family, and Pressure Machine being about the misfits of Nephi, and then, you know, just a prime example of the interstitial that says everybody's just trying to escape something. Um, yeah, and there's also some redemption in there when he, it says, hey, Johnny, I got faith in you, man. It's going to be all right. And... uh Let's see. There's another part. Oh, Johnny, you got heal. The future's real. You got heal. So it's not just condemning his, his uncle being that misfit and doing drugs and you're going to die in an alley somewhere. There's also the, the point of the family has faith in him. Uh, there's some love there and he's going to pull out of it and be all right. So 
I think that's a, a positive as well. I mean, it's not just making fun of the weird uncle of the family. It's, you know, there's this bond and love there as well. Other than we'd love to be able to interview Johnny someday. That's all I got on that one. Yeah, if you know Johnny, send him our way. <laughs> so the next one I wanted to talk about from Sam's Town is Bones. This is one that gets begged for at concerts. We talked to Ava about her quest and success at getting Bones played twice at concerts and the stickers and signs and stuff she's done. It's got a special place in some people's hearts. And, you know, of course, there's the music video, with it, which was directed by... Tim Burton. Tim Burton. And uh, just the one song lyric that I wanted to point out was says, we took the back roads to look at the stars. We took the back roads in my car. That's, you know, I've talked before about you can't see the stars in Vegas like you can in Nephi, but then it also says they go down to the ocean. There's no ocean <laughs> in Nephi, so... The ocean in the sand. That yeah. part's not about Nephi, obviously, but... Might be Yuba. He <laughs> doesn't even say beach. He just says, which ocean. could apply to multiple places. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to, to, to throw that out about Bones since... It's on the album. We haven't talked about it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have a, uh, especially that grew up in that time. Uh, Tim Burton did a bunch of movies, Batman, Beetlejuice, Nightmare Before Christmas. He's got a really big fan base. And so to direct this video, I think one of the reasons there's people that are attracted to the song. Um, also, people just love the song. I think it's kind of uh, interesting that they seem to like play it more regionally. Uh, when they go to Mexico, it seems to always be on... Uh, the set list is like a, a song that they'll play there. Uh, when they come here, you have to pay for it and, and beg. I don't know <laughs> if that has something to do with more of the culture. Yeah, there's uh, the Disney movie Coco that kind of deals with the, the Day of the Dead and the, the traditions in Mexico, you know, where maybe bones aren't as, as scary as they are here. It's more of a tradition. I don't know if that's why they play it down there. I don't know if it's just got a little more of that feel to it, kind of a little more of that Oingo Boingo-inspired uh, uh sound dead man's party kind of deal yeah kind of dead man's party um got tim burton on the on the directing of the video so yeah but we did a lot of driving around and looking at stars in nephi so I, I think we can relate but yeah definitely uh no ocean another one i wanted to talk about was uh why do i keep counting so this one is notoriously i guess this one is famous for being about brandon's fear of flying and it's a song about essentially being sure that one day he's going to crash into a mountain you know, I was trying to make connections between this river is wild and bling and Brandon trying to balance faith and fame. And so this one where he's literally trying to make, yeah, well, it's essentially just him pleading with, with God to help him live <laughs> and help me get down. So, you know, we've talked about it's a long, long, long way down. Anyway, I just saw some of those comparisons that, that I wanted to bring up before we move on from the album. And he's, he's wanting to get, down back on the ground where he knows it's safe you know there's a big risk that he took by leaving and we've talked about a lot but i just wanted to mention that little tie that i i see when i i hear it now after we've <laughs> done this deep dive yeah he's definitely uh i mean he's talking about his fear of flying and you can see all that throughout there uh how this song starts and stuff though it does have a different sound it reminds me kind of of a beetle-ish uh, sound to it. I don't know if that's meant to be or if that's just me reading into it with uh, their time over in England and whatever's going on over there, but it kind of reminded me of, of some of the Beatles songs, just how it kind of starts a little differently. And uh, he goes on to have this conversation. Um, also, uh, 
I I think there's there's something to that. We've all been in a, a spot in our life where you start uh, making deals with God. If you do this, then I'll do that. And this is kind of just a song reflecting, you know, if all of our days are numbered, then why do I keep bothering you? Like, regardless of what happens, you're going to die, but you definitely don't want that to be crashing into a, a mountain. And here they're traveling. They're starting to tour the world a lot more. So if you had a fear of flying, uh, you can kind of avoid that for the most part. But if you're going to be a traveling band that uh, tours all around the world, not so much. So I'm guessing this was just a reflection of uh, one of those conversations that you have in your head uh, with, I'm going to barter my way out of, of dying with God and made some sort of a deal uh, with him. And, and there it is. Yeah. And so I think uh, the only other songs, well, interlude and exit lude, we haven't brought up their less than, well, interludes 50 seconds long and exit ludes two and a half minutes. But the, the only song besides those we haven't talked about is My List. I don't see any connections there. Not a big fan of the song. I see every once in a while somebody will say, somebody will post, what's your favorite underrepresented or under unappreciated killer song? And someone will mention it and... Yeah, doesn't do it for me, but it's all right. There's a fan out there for everything. Yeah. Yep. So uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention about the album before we finish is the cover. So it's got a beauty queen in a bikini wearing a Miss Sash that, you know, just ties in with Nephi because there's a bathing beauty contest and... A trailer. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, just kind of the... Uh, the uh, Bathing Beauty Queen, uh, Miss Atomic Bomb, uh, Bathing Beauty Pageant winner, a, a girl in a in a swimsuit with a with a uh, crown and a Miss Anything on there is gonna make us think of the the Stampede and the Bathing Beauty, regardless if that's intentional or not. I I do think that has to have been in there sub, subconsciously somewhere. Yeah, I just now that the world has been exposed to the Bathing Beauty contest through the Notes from a Quiet Town documentary. Kind of shows there's more connections to Nephi and Vegas than you might think when than what meets the eye, I guess. The last final thing I wanted to mention about Samstown, because I didn't, I failed to mention it when we talked about Bling, was the title of Bling. We never talked about that. Bling, and then in parentheses, Confession. Confession of a King. Of a King. And we didn't talk about the, the words in parentheses, Confession of a King, and I you know, for the longest time, I just thought it was a cool title. But, you know, when we, we got into the what Brandon shared about the meaning of the song and how it's a tribute to his father, I think he's saying, you know, that's the king that he's referring to is his confession. He's telling this backstory of hitting rock bottom and running with the devil and and then making it out of the fire higher and higher and succeeding to where at the end it ain't hard to hold if it shines like gold. You know, he's built a life to be proud of and he's come out as king. I don't know. Any other thoughts on why it's called that? No, I think it's just kind of going back to that same um, mentality of like, if you're doing your best, that's all anyone expects of you. And uh, even though the world might not see that as you're a king and glamorous and all that to the eyes of your family, you are the people that you provide for that matter to you. uh, See you that way. Brandon sees his dad as, as that king, that provider that, you know, took care of business, took care of his demons, became this great grandfather or became a, I guess, great grandfather makes it sound like a great, like a, <laughs> became a, a, a great father, great grandfather, takes care of the grandkids and heart of gold now. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's all I'd see there. 
So thanks for taking this second album tour with us as we've go- talked through Sam's Town and all the different Nephi references. It's been fun. This was very content-rich album as far as Nephi discussion goes, and we won't have that on all the other albums, so it's been fun to take the time that we've taken. Hopefully you've enjoyed it and gotten some insights that you didn't see before. I certainly have. Yeah, there's there a lot more there than when we first even thought about going down that road, and uh, we, we're not closing the door. I mean, we can still talk to people or interviews or, or bring up some some things, so uh, we can always revisit, but for the for the main gist of breaking down the album, I think that's time to put a bow on it. That's our deep dive. We've hit the bottom of the lake. <laughs> time to swim back up. We might pass some of the same fish on the way up. <laughs> if the current lets us go, we'll... we'll uh, somebody will be there to catch us, Jimmy. <laughs> and that's another episode down from Lonely Town. <laughs>